0: I have the beautiful Katie Walker today on the podcast. Thank you so, so much for
1: coming on, Katie. It is an absolute pleasure to have you here. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I've, we've spoken about it a few times and, it, and it's happening. I'm pumped.
0: Yes, so great. So Katie and I met away at our Master's Practitioner for NLP and we connected really, really well. Um, very like-minded in a lot of ways, which I just love. And you are just such a valuable resource and powerhouse in this field in the coaching field and I'm really really excited for you to share all your wisdom in today's episode so before we dive into all the juice I want to ask you some quick rapid fire questions for the audience just to get to know a little bit more about you so I'll fire them off don't think about it just quick answers just dig in
1: I'm ready (laughs) all right go to coffee oh soy cat oh love dance or workout oh Dance. I feel like I get pushed into working out dance. Dance. (laughs) Fave TV series. Oh, my God. I don't really watch a lot of TV. Suits. Oh, me too. That's one of my favorites. I'm an addict for TV
0: series, so that's just like my top ten. Biggest lesson? Oh, biggest lesson, radical responsibility. I'm sure we'll get into that. (laughs) Yes, we're going to go straight into that soon. So
1: um, next question, what does self-love mean to you? Self-love to me means... Listening, listening Aww. to yourself, Aww. dropping in instead of being influenced yeah. externally. That yes. Dropping in, yeah, that's great. Healthy habit everyone needs to integrate to their lives. Um, move your body.
0: Love that hidden talent.
1: Oh God, hidden talent! I'm a gun at karaoke. It's not really hidden though. It's not a secret.
0: I can't imagine but like for me that's a hidden talent like wow I need to get the girl a mic yeah <laughs> thank you so much for those so today we are bypassing surface level and going straight for all the juice and I know you are here for this yeah. so just before we do definitely dive into that juice can you just share a little on you Katie who you are what life looks like give me all the things
1: yeah of course so well my name's katie i i'm a life coach i specifically help people in regards to gaining clarity around their their life vision or purpose and confidence to i guess step into that with courage um, and to go after it at full speed so i'm loving doing that prior to that i have gone into high schools and done personal development seminars with teenage girls i guess my life motto is kind of be who you needed when you were younger or be who you needed at different various points across your life, right? So I think we, I read a beautiful um, quote or a beautiful passage um, a few weeks ago that was, you are exactly the person that you needed in your hardships. Like the person you are right now is who you needed previously. So it's such a gift to be able to give that wisdom to other people. So I think that's, that's kind of me in a nutshell. I'm the ultimate hype girl. Like I am the person pumping everybody up and I, I, I genuinely love it. I love being excited. I also work in an F45. I love the high energy, um, the dancing around, the silliness. I'm the first person to always, um, I guess, do something a little bit silly or make myself look a little bit silly in order to make other people feel more comfortable um, and confident in themselves. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. I'm this little ball of energy.
0: (laughs) That you are. (laughs) I love that you like, as soon as you told me you're an F45 train, I was like, oh, makes sense it just makes sense (laughs) I trained in F45 for like two or three years a while ago now and when I first went to that gym um one of what was his name his name was jamie in the newcastle gym i think it was one of the first other than the sydney gym when it came here and jamie had been going to like an anytime fitness for years i'd seen him over the years at all the gyms that i've been at somehow he just this bloke would just always appear and he was like this bunny of energy jumping around <laughs> hopping from one place to the next always doing these hectic exercises and he's like i'm opening a gym i'm doing this you got to come and try it and i was like i'm not going to do fucking gym and you like i don't even know you Like. I'm not coming to the gym. And after like 12 months of bumping into this guy, he got me in there and I loved it. I loved the music pumping. I loved it. Have, if I didn't like doing an exercise, I only did it for like 30 seconds. And then I got to move yeah. and I was like, this is great. I can deal with this. Um, my fitness went up. I ended up like... Being like, I don't know, like walked into like two sessions a day, morning and night, so, and then on a Saturday I double up, so I do like the Hollywood. Oh, thing, and suck, I do two, I know, it was psychotic. Oh and goodness. I do two Hollywoods because because so, it was like two rounds or whatever at the time. So I think I, it was to, in my head to make it
1: four rounds, then it made sense. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Fuck that! I do one Hollywood class, and I'm like, I am like yeah. dead. I'm oh, done. Me now, no, I, I wouldn't do it again. It. It's yeah. so great, and it is. It's such a and that's such a gift as well. So like now the position I'm in with my like one-on-one life coaching, I don't necessarily need the income from F45. So it just, it makes it so much more exciting now because it gets to be a hobby and I yeah. get to be in there and do it purely because I love it. And the members are so amazing. It's so it's just builds such this beautiful community. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice to know that people are coming in there. It's bloody 5.15 in the morning and mm-hmm. they're rolling in there and that it gets to be me and another trainer and like, We built this beautiful environment for them to start their day with such a, this like influx of positivity and energy and and those high vibes. And then they Mm. get to carry that throughout their day. It's such a blessing and it's, yeah, it's beautiful. It's fun. If you're listening and there's an F45 near you, go and do it because it's a vibe.
0: Yeah, it absolutely is. I'm at a place called Air Locker now, um, which is in Newcastle. Yeah. And the vibe from the coaches is the exact same as like f 45. Like I feel like there's just like a standard when the when the teams are hiring right and you have to have that high energy, 100%. that vibration flowing and it just really, you know, it empowers everyone in the room and you feel that energy as soon as you walk through the door. You're like, oh, okay, let's go. Or like the music comes on and you kind of want to dance in between sets yeah. but just, or like you're <laughs> sort of like there like tapping your hand on something or move bumping your head. Yes. <laughs> yes. it's like, it's like clubbing house. for like adults yeah. <laughs> i love it i call it my playground like my playground as an <laughs> adult and that's exactly it it's like clubbing without the alcohol plus the playground it's just good vibes it's literally and
1: like doing something like you're getting
0: healthy right <laughs> yes so great so just touching on health and well-being for a little bit because i know this is such a huge foundation in your lifestyle and like mine a big part of who you are Have you always lived a healthy lifestyle? And if no, when did this change and what steps did you really put in place to support these changes?
1: Yeah, of course. Great question. So no, (laughs) I haven't always lived a healthy lifestyle. It's hilarious because I think that if I had the ability to go back and tell like my 16 year old self that I'd be, I've been in the fitness industry now for about seven years. And if I had the ability to tell my 16 year old self that I'd be in the fitness industry, like (laughs) it would just be so hilarious I grew up um I never really played a lot of sport um my family when I was growing up we just simply couldn't afford to really do many of those extracurricular things and when I did do sport like in terms of like PE and things like that always loved it right yet just super uncoordinated like bless my little soul still coordination is not my strong point (laughs) But I love it. And I still have a crack yet. I think in those earlier years and like being in high school, you're so influenced by like, oh no, I don't want to look silly in front of other people. And I don't want to put myself out there and do something that I know that I'm not comfortable with. And like you're doing it for the first time, right? It's so Mm -hmm. crazy. And this is why I love working with teenagers, because for some reason, your teenage brain just assumes that you should be good at everything the first time you do it. Whereas like right. that's, like we know that logically adults right that that's just fucking not the case yeah <laughs> Yet, I just never really tried many things in terms of sport when I was younger because I was like oh well this just isn't my thing and that was the box I put myself in I'm just not sporty I'm just not into it it wasn't until um my partner at the time we moved out of like our parents house and moved in together when we went to university so I have a degree in health sciences and when i did that like cuz i was getting really into health i loved the i guess the background knowledge of health i'm a big like neuroscience neurology nerd um and like book nerd like i'm um, <laughs> i'll put my hand up and Yay. say i'm a huge nerd and i always have been and always been academic i think because sport was never my thing right so you lean into what you're good at yes. and so when we moved out um he was right into um, going to the gym and things like that and i was like right this is my opportunity now to build these really strong healthy habits and to have that foundation so and it was a bit of a coping mechanism I think at the time too like was studying Mm. really hard I was like really getting into uni and putting my head into the books and um getting heaps out of that but it was almost like a break for me to go to the gym was like right okay switch off of like learning and then get into the gym and I just fell in love with it I really that was the first time I started going to the gym like just a 24 7 access gym um And I was like, oh, I can actually, it was like, and it sounds so silly to say, but it was like a light bulb switch that was like, oh, I can do this and it doesn't have to be sport. Like I can be healthy and look after myself outside of the context of playing sport where I don't have to feel like I'm like letting the team down or, um, yeah, feel like, oh, no, I'm like at the bottom of the ladder type thing. Like I can do this and it just be me and just be for me. Whereas I didn't really necessarily have those role models growing up that were doing that. so. It was, yeah, it was just this really funny moment in my life where I was like, oh, this is, this is my life now. I'm going to, I get to incorporate this healthy lifestyle forever now.
0: Yeah. I resonate so much with that. Like for me, I Think when I st- I was played netball and I swam as a kid, and then suddenly I had gained a significant amount of weight. I wasn't healthy. I didn't look after myself. I didn't have the tools and resources I have now, and because I was not a fast runner, like at like like even athletics carnivals, like I came fourth every. I was fourth through every single competition, um, and for me, that the last person was six. So it was like, okay, I'm in the last three, um, and for me, labeling that thought with I'm not a good runner. I'm not good at sport. I just carried that belief all through every other opportunity for the rest of my life until I became an Mm. adult and I seeked an opportunity in a gym where I was like, okay, there's no way I'm stepping into a gym, refuse, refuse. And I ended up going with a mate and he showed me how to lift weights and do like bits and pieces. And after I figured out what I was doing, it was like like you, like this light bulb went off and I'm like, I'm kind of good at this. I kind of like this. Like this is fucking (laughs) sick. This is where I should be. Why wasn't I here when I was 13? Like how different yeah. would my life have been if I'd found a gym when I was 13? I didn't yeah. know how much fun exercise could actually be. And Absolutely. the challenges are something that I thrive on. Like for me, and I think you're, you are you might not be similar, actually, I think that you will be though. Um, I like being in the hurt locker. Give me an airdyne bike. Give me 100 burpees. Give me anything yeah. that makes me want to die because what happens is I switch off mentally. I don't have time to process what I'm doing. And that switch off for me is my me time. It's like my ability to shut off the world around me. It's almost a form of like escapism, I suppose. And that's why when I was, um, when I started at 45, I guess why I got so addicted and did so much of it because I had that feeling all the time and like that endorphin release and that power that you have when you finish a set of something that seems unachievable. And in the past you would have stood there and been like, there's no way I could do a hundred burpees. Well, yeah. for me, I know I can. I could probably do 500 if I wanted to. Like, yeah. I know it's possible. So, that achievement and that power that comes from that sets the tone for so many other areas of my life. So, 100%. I'm yeah. so
1: glad that you said that. And, like, so after my health science degree, I got into personal training. So, like I said, I was really um, obsessed with neurology and neuroscience and wasn't quite sure what that looked like for a career path when I finished my degree. So, I finished that and I had a girlfriend be like, well, at the time when I did health science, it was really elective based. So you had a lot of flexibility. So I essentially did an exercise science degree, even though it says health on my, on my graduate certificates. So she was like, well, you've, you're pretty much like qualified in regards to personal training. You just have to do tick off this and this, and then you're good to go. So like, this would be a good job to do in the meantime. So I fell into that. And I love that you mentioned like that sense of accomplishment that you get Mm. from exercise and how it maps into every area of your life. Because what I found from that personal training perspective, I was like, holy fuck, like this changes people's lives and it has so much more to do with their mindset than it does to do with the physical activity. It's that sense of accomplishment. It's that, oh, that was really hard and I could still do it mm. and I got it done or, yes, oh, wow, I pushed through it. Or even if you didn't get what you wanted to get, you know that you left and you're like, oh, I gave it everything that I had. 100%. And it's like that, like, oh, wow if I can do that in that sense, like you said, you map it across to another area of your life and all of a sudden you're hit with a relationship challenge or a friendship challenge or like a career progression where you're just like, oh gosh, can I do this? And you go, hang on, I can do that. I can do anything. And that's what I really loved about helping people in that personal training sense. And that's when I really started to fall in love with the mind and mindset and and then that of course links back to the neurology and the neuroscience and just this beautiful little package it's so funny yeah. when you think about your life and you go oh like everything had to happen exactly how it did to get to this point um yeah, yeah it's beautiful i'm such a reflective person
0: yeah that's so great i think that i am too actually and even now just the, me continuing the training after having babies and having babies all the time and like for me noticing how empowering it is doing little things like both kids on my hip and like, that's what probably 40 kilos and being able to bend down and pick up my keys from the floor with two kids on my hip and feel powerful enough to do that. Like I couldn't have done that when I was 13 or 14 or 15, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's the, the things that I have, This sorry, the decisions that I have made in terms of being consistent and being disciplined and not giving up on this, this workout. And this, for me, it's not really punishment. It's so much fun. I love it. Okay. I look forward to it and thrive on it. I've kept that carrying on until now when I've got kids and I'm running around and again, endorphin release. And it gives me that energy for my everyday life and to keep consistent with all the other areas in my life. So, yeah. yeah, it's just the best foundation that you can have is having a really good relationship with exercise, A, which is obviously mindset. And then B, doing the exercise that brings you joy. Don't yeah. put a limit on what movement looks like. You know, like I, for the girls that I work with, I say quite often, it's dancing in the kitchen with your kids for 12 minutes is 12 minutes of exercise. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be <laughs> how it is for me. However, that looks for you, move for the love of it. Don't move for the
1: punishment of it, and you will start to reap the rewards. Hundred percent. And I love that. Um, I don't have children. For those listening that don't know who I am, I don't have children at the moment. Um, would like being a mum is definitely a goal of mine. And I was having this conversation with a mum that comes into F45 this morning. She brings her little daughter. Um, along with her and she's been doing that since she was really young and it's just been beautiful like from my perspective to be able to watch her grow up and she's yeah she's a bit over one now and we were saying this morning like you because the woman was saying to me she's like oh sometimes I think that like it's a bit of a like oh it's like taking time away from me to spending time with her I said you cannot underestimate the power that it has her seeing you in this environment mm. and how comfortable she is in a gym setting like from now Mm -hmm. like oh my goodness and it comes back to like um like you said it as well like if I'd have found like the gym and like found like a different form of exercise different form of movement when I was younger how different it would have been so the more that we can I guess expose in some capacity like young children and and yeah people that are younger than us whether they are in like high school or even really little like take your kids with you if you're stuck and it's a matter of like oh god I'm gonna have to take my like kids along to the gym with me and like set them up with an iPad in the corner or like whatever it is that you've got to do right or if, it, if it's that or you don't go go like mm. choose yourself in that moment knowing that at, and I'm again I'm not a mum but talking to a lot of my mums and are friends it's like they feel selfish in that moment sometimes right choose to reframe that to being like I'm doing this for me mm. I'm showing the kids how important like health is and I'm also like instilling this like comfort in this environment to them from such a young age because it's just profound like this she's just over one she's only just Mm -hmm. running around and she's up doing star jumps and clapping her hands and saying yay and cheering other people on it's like it is such an incredible thing to gift to that like that little girl that she now has the confidence in settings with like lots of people and she has the confidence to run around and do star jumps and wants to join in because wants to be doing it like mum like they yeah. freaking the hell they watch don't they like- yeah they
0: do little lola picks up the one kilo weights and she's doing like lateral raises and jesse does burpees and stuff when me it's and my husband so are training. great and i love that and like for me with the two older girls um who are now 10 11 i've been in their life for six years and i've actually been at so many different gyms in that six years um however like in school holidays and things when they'd be home with me and I'm dragging them around to to the gym for an hour of a morning and I like they would complain or whinge about having to go and I have reiterated for so many years now that it's just they actually don't whinge anymore when they have to come with me to a gym um that this is my time and it's really important for me to do something for me and then today will be about you but this morning this is about me and I'm going to give myself an hour and exposing them to that conversation and that dialogue oh my god 100% now that I've actually had the oldest one saying to my son, who's three and a half, she's 11. And she's like, Raquel's just going to have some Raquel time in her room. She needs some time just for her. But after that, it's going to be just about you. And then I'll come out and play with you for a couple of hours. Okay. And I'm like, this is just, this is why I do the things I do and speak hundred percent. Yes. Because if they can step into teenage life, adult life, relationships, career, all these areas and know that's their health is really important and time for themselves is really important. Like they will flourish. They, you know, the the things that we, we, you and I have experienced, they're not going to experience, which I just love.
1: Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And it's that like, it's almost like we've got that wisdom now. Right. So we turn Mm. around and we pass that button we pass that wisdom onto Mm. the people behind us so that they don't have to go through those same hardships. And it's like, Mm. this is why I love, it's like the power of who you hang out with. Right. So like Mm. kids, don't get to choose who their parents are. Um, And then it comes back to that, like responsibility for ourselves until they are in a position where they can take responsibility for themselves and recognising the amount of influence that we have over the people around us. This Mm -hmm. is a big thing that I teach in schools and it links back into that radical responsibility piece. It's like, okay, who am I and who am I showing up as, knowing that that's impacting every single person around me.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that so much. So diving into a topic I know you're super passionate about, Let's get stuck in behavioral flexibility.
1: So, what is it? Oh my God, I love it. (laughs) For those that haven't studied Masters NLP, what is it and why is it so important? Yeah, of course. So, behavioral flexibility is essentially, it's almost just like, to me, it's almost like a permission piece. It's saying to yourself, I can do it all, pretty much in a Mm -hmm. nutshell. It's saying to yourself, and when I think about it from the perspective of a female, it's like, you can be the good girl right you can be mm-hmm. the good girl the sweet little innocent nurturing mum um you can do that sure and that's kind of the box that i think a lot of society is changing a lot now which is amazing but a lot of the like i guess when you look at the history of the world that's been the box that women have typically been put in that mm-hmm. nurturing mother um you just that soft beautiful gentle being right mm-hmm. and then like when you're thinking about the different energy levels, you can also go into that like darker kind of element of that feminine energy and you can be that like charismatic, sexy uh, being, that creative body. You can go into that. Mm-hmm. We can also go into that direct assertive and like we're in business, right? Like we're women. You need to be able to put that hat on and go, actually this is how it is or this is um, how it needs to be done. And you need to be able to be a bit more assertive and be more driven and ambitious So that you're able to hit those goals and and be disciplined. That's that more masculine energy Mm -hmm. with also being able to to dabble in that light, okay, support pillar. And once we allow ourselves that flexibility to do it all, you just open up so much more choice to yourself. And when you get really clear, and again, like links back into that radical responsibility, when you get really clear on who the fuck you are Mm -hmm. and who you want to be showing up as you like unchain yourself from those shackles of this is how it is
0: mm-hmm. and you go
1: right I can jump in and I can be the fitness freak absolutely I can and you know what that night I can also put on a sexy outfit for for my hubby or for my partner and like stand fully in that with full confidence and certainty I can then be at a, like a mother's group or like whatever it might be the next morning with my kids and be this beautiful nurturing, like you've got the ability to take the hats off and still feel like you in every one of those settings. So Mm -hmm. it's not a a matter of, um, oh, I'm this version of me today and that version of me tomorrow. It's a matter of I'm, this is me and I can do all of it.
0: Yes. All integrated
1: absolutely
0: yeah and it's kind of like feel the fear and do it anyway and do it with the knowing and awareness that on the other side of fear is growth and after growth is where the magic and the mastery happens right so there is so many opportunities for growth that come up for us in our day-to-day life and our conscious mind shuts them down because it's not you know it's not in the box it's not values level four no one else will know what that means but it's not (laughs) ticking the rules and it's not the guidelines that we've been told to believe and feel and do so but that ick, that feeling that you get where it's like where you want something. So like for me, an example is i um, doing speaker training in August, coming up to the Gold Coast awesome. to do my speaker training. And what that will enable me to do is stand on a stage freely with the complete knowing and complete ownership that I'm meant to be there. And that's where I want mm-hmm. to be. And I've wanted to do that for a very long time. Now, for me, something has been coming up, like, I'm not going to go. I don't care if I lose money. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to go. So what have I gone and done? I've gone and booked to be a guest speaker in an event in october yes. so i know i have to go so for me Love. it's that right that responsibility and ownership over my own choices and accountability right it all ties in so mm-hmm. if we can learn to integrate that that also then maps across to behavioral flexibility and that full integration of the divine feminine and every single energy being light dark uh yeah. male, all the all the things that come into play so i totally agree with everything that you're saying
1: I love that so much, um, what you said in regards to feel the fear and do it anyway. I'm a big believer in that in order for growth in whatever area of life that you're speaking about it, it's like there needs to be that marriage between curiosity. So, like, what is it, like, what's outside of this box? So, if you're listening to this, and you're, like, you can recognise that you do put yourself in a box, whether it's, oh, I'm the fit, healthy mum. It's like, great. Can you also be the, like, really charismatic, fun, sexy mum as well? Yeah. And can you also be the, like... Yeah, the mum that's like making the beautiful packed lunch and the home baked cookies for the whole class. Like, can you be that mum as well? Like, Mm -hmm. can you like can you do it all? Like, get curious and go, "Mm, okay. Like, what else is out there? What else could I possibly do? And then, like you said, you match it with that courage, right? So it's not enough to just look and be like, oh, yep, okay, but no, that's too scary. And it's not enough to just be going in like guns blazing, like, oh, I'm just going to like do it all. You need to be curious. And that's when it comes back to that piece of integration, right? Curious enough to go, what else is out there? What else is out there? Like what else could I become? And what else, what other tools and resources can I add to my belt in terms Mm of um, different hats that I can freely like whack on and be like, oh, I'm still me. And I'm still, I'm still standing here. I'm still Katie and I can do it all. And to have that, that courage piece. And I think, yeah. It's, and fuck, it feels good. Like, doesn't mm. it feel good? Like if you think about a time when you've been like, Oh fuck, this is scary. And then you've just done it. Like even if you've fucked it up, that not like, that's so irrelevant. It's like, it's not even <laughs> that, that gives you that good feeling. It's that, Oh my God, I was terrified and I still did it. Mm. Um, and no matter what the result is, you're going to get that euphoric, like, Oh, and that like relief. And that just sense of pride and accomplishment that like settles into your bones when you Mm. achieve things like that. And when you have the courage to push those boundaries. And I think about that, um, like comfort zone as that little bubble around you, like how far out from your skin does your comfort zone sit? Like Mm. how far are you willing to push that boundary and push that limit? Is it just this like little, like fuzzy kind of vibration or are you like fully like inductive? And it's like, pushing out against the universe like this is who I am are you like are you owning who you are and taking up that space and allowing yourself that ability to jump between one thing and the next and and yeah like how how constricted are you, is your being like is it tight yeah. and do you feel like you're like oh gosh i'm in this like tight cling wrap suit of just like this is who i have to be yeah like I, 100% like, yeah like have the courage to have a look at yourself right and i know that um there's probably a lot of mums listening to this and I again I'm not a mum myself and yet I look at my friends that are mums and I I look at my mum and her friends and I think when you become a mum it's easy to put yourself in a box Mm -hmm. because it's no longer just about you right like Mm -hmm. there's like the family unit and and the kids and like I've got little nieces and nephews my little niece's 10th birthday today which is wild and it's like thinking about that and going like it's like, it's so crazy. I can't, like I said, I can't wait to be a mom. And I think about how much I love my, my nieces and my nephew. And I, mom's like, Can you wait until you have your own? And I'm like, <laughs> there's no way I could love anyone more than I love them. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to experience that. And yet I get it. It's like, okay, it's not just about me. Well, what if it being about you first meant that it could be better for everybody else?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And that could be in a big way or even like the micro moments, something that came up um, when you were just saying that then was recently um, I stopped wearing I used to wear heels out it was my thing I wouldn't go out unless I wore heels this is like 12 years ago and they were like stupidly high like dumb right <laughs> anyway and I had this thing that 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 was just my thing they made my legs look longer I felt really confident when I put them on I didn't feel confident when I didn't wear, wear them and then vaguely I have a memory of the night some guy saying you're way too tall you look like a bloke or something like that and it's just stuck with me and I stopped wearing heels a long time ago um and I never wanted to be bigger than anyone else or taller than anyone else. So I smooshed myself down and made myself smaller to support anyone else's feelings or judgments that came up. So now, me now, that's a past me. Me now, I've worn heels for like a month straight and I'm wearing, I'm, I've gone and bought five new pairs of shoes and I'm wearing them every day. <laughs> like you in the boots with the dresses when we were at Masters, I was like, she looks so fucking hot every day. I want to look like that. Why am I wearing dresses and boots? What is wrong <laughs> with me? why am I letting other people's judgments of me hold myself back? And they're not even my problem. Like I'm going to wear the heels. I'm going to love the heels. And I have been doing that. And just that small Change in my everyday choice for how I want to dress and how I am no longer judging myself. Yes, has just shifted so much more success in other areas as well. Like dressing for success is my thing. Like in terms of I'm I'm out of the active wear. I've been in fucking active wear for six years. I have yeah. not got out of it, and now I'm back to wearing clothes. And it makes you feel so much more power in just that little mm-hmm. that little shift. You know that internal look reflection in the mirror. It's like okay, I can do to that. Cool. Oh, there she is. Yeah, yeah it's like she's. That back she's back in the game she's back in business you know um and I love that I've done that and yeah it's such a so in big ways and in small ways we can set ourselves up
1: and I loved what you said in regards to like yeah seeing like in the master's room being like oh she's wearing dress and boots like why why am I not doing that and instead of because this is the that's the landing piece right because instead of looking at that and going oh fuck I can't I can't do that and being like, oh, I don't want to be like that. And it's like in every area of life, right? You look at somebody and they're doing something and you can either think, oh, like, fuck that person for doing that and having the confidence to do that. Or you can go, oh, maybe I can do that too. Yeah, And you can map that across every area of life. And I know that you know this so well, Chris, but like (laughs) our whole external world is a mirror of our internal world. And if something like triggers you in any way, that's your cue to recognize that within yourself essentially and be like huh, oh, well she's wearing a dress and boots and like I could either sit here and like judge that confidence or I can go oh I want some of that too yeah and know that like you can have it as well so like if you're listening to this and like oh I could never like I couldn't wear heels through the day or like I couldn't do that or I couldn't do this like for what purpose are you telling yourself that you can't yeah. and I if you are thinking like that listening to this I encourage you to approach it with the curiosity and jump in with the courage and yeah. know that there's this community of beautiful people willing to catch you and guide you and support you along that way as well. And you're listening to these podcasts, so you're already involved in this community. So mm. yeah, I think that's just it's such an important landing piece. And it comes back again to that radical responsibility. Are you choosing to judge or are you choosing to act?
0: Love that so much. Are you choosing to judge or are you choosing to act? That landed. I think yeah fucking love that so much and even if that and this what I'm about to say be one takeaway just from this episode alone lean into the curiosity stop walk like shutting it off or walking away from it that ick that feeling that oh, lean into it allow that curiosity to take you somewhere don't Mm. let that stop you Just keep going inward and inward and inward until you get really clear on what you want. Take that responsibility for what you want. Ask for what you want. Take action. All of those steps are going to set you up for success, whether that be in your health, your relationship, um, your parenting experience, your fucking business, whatever it looks like, taking those steps and stop shutting off the ick, stop shutting Mm. off that that. That, that curious curious feeling that comes up. Sometimes it feels uncomfortable. So we go, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Like dancing in public. For me, for the last 10 years, it has felt like I can't do it. My husband would get up and dance at weddings. My husband would get up and dance at the pub. And I'll stay seated. I don't dance. It was my new thing. I don't know when it started, but I started at some somewhere along the lines. And then I spent two weeks dancing in a room full of people every single day, like 17,000 steps on my watch, <laughs> yes. dancing, and all I want to do is fucking dance now, and I'm fine yep. with it. So step yep. out of your comfort zone. Allow the curiosity to take you where you need to be because that's what your unconscious mind is delivering you. It is yeah. giving
1: you the tools. Stop shutting off the tools. Stop. It's that little nudge. It's yeah. like go on, go on, go on. And I, yeah, I love it. I love it so much. And it's so it's so powerful, isn't it? And I think mm. on that as well, like give yourself permission to pivot. I'm mm. such a fan of the pivot. So like if you go like, okay, I want to try and do that. Like I want to get up and I want to dance at a wedding here. So so like. You're there and you're like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. You do it and you hate it. Cool. Go sit mm. back down. Like, <laughs> It's like no decision. And I'm such a, like, I fucking preach this from the mountaintops. Like I stand by, it's like I give myself 100% permission to change my mind at any moment. And like with the work that we do, Chris, like it's we live a pretty um public or external life, right? Like we share mm. a lot of our lives on social media and yeah. our business is that like social, like we're, that's how we're bringing people into our sphere. So it's like, I give myself 100% permission to change my mind whenever I want, and that really landed for me like significantly over the last couple of months. So since doing mm-hmm. masters, so I was a vegetarian for eight and a half years, and I was like, "Hang on, why am I holding on to this? Why am I in this box? I'm going to pull myself out of it and see what happens." Doesn't mean that I have to have meat every day for the rest of my life now. And since having meat for the first time in eight and a half years, I've had it like three or four times since. It's not. It's just give yourself permission to change your fucking mind. Yeah, change the narrative. I want to be this person today. I want to act this way and behave this way. And, okay, that felt good. Oh, no, okay, maybe that's not for me. And when you feel that, oh, maybe it's not for me, there's a difference between that feeling and that icky, uncomfortable, like, I need to step into this feeling. And you knowing yourself. Like, you know in yourself what kind it is. If it's like, a, oh no, that's really not for me or fuck, that really is for me and it's terrifying <laughs> and I need to jump into it. It's like, you know in yourself which one it is. It's no question. It's yeah. not something you need to talk to somebody about. It's not something you need to unpack. Like you just need to, again, take radical responsibility, look in the mirror and go, all right, it's time to like pull on your big girl boots and, and get this shit done. And yeah, I love yeah. That, that message of that intuition and that nudge. I've listened to that. And absolutely flipped my life upside down and no regrets. Yeah. You never regret. You never absolutely. regret. Absolutely. I laid in bed
0: last night um, and for a couple of hours and was feeling so fucking happy and excited. And I didn't know what to do with all the things rattling around in my brain. I'm like, I've never been this happy. Like, Yes. Okay. I love that
1: so much. Yes.
0: And it's because I followed my intuition. This yep. is NLP was something that I played with and toyed with in my mind for, the last 18 months, like before I started the podcast too, over two years ago and I didn't oh, do it. So and little great. nudge, little, little nudge. And then what was it? A brick and then a bus, whatever that yeah. <laughs> analogy is. Um, and you get a little yeah. tickle from the feather first. Yeah.
1: <laughs> then you hit with the that's brick and then cool. comes the bus. Like listen yes. to the tickle.
0: <laughs> yes. And like life will never be the same. I just, I didn't know that it was possible to feel this happy.
1: Yes. I, I love tool. that. Yeah. It's like a question that I ask everybody when I'm training people in the gym I know, 45. And I've asked my friends for many years, many questions. And they're always like, oh, Katie questions. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah. One of my favorite questions to ask people is what are you most excited about in your life right now? Mm. And I like, we'll say, I'll say to people in the gym, they'll be doing the warm up, and I'll be like, all right, guys, I'm coming around. I'm talking to every single one of you in this session. And I want to know what you're most excited about in your life right now. And they all roll their eyes and they're like, oh God, like here she comes. Yeah. And the thing is, initially some people are like fuck like nothing like I haven't got anything there's nothing there and I'm like great well like okay well let's unpack it a little bit like lower your expectation for things that make you excited like for what purpose can't we feel excited all the time I fucking Mm. love feeling excited it's like that little kid on Christmas Eve right it's like how good is that feeling Mm -hmm. like for what purpose are we denying ourselves the opportunity to feel that I feel that when the kettle's about to tick over and I'm about to have my coffee. Like I feel it when I'm like waiting for my food in a restaurant. It's like, yes, like this is going to be yes. the best ever. Like I can't yeah. wait to experience this moment. Like mm. live for those small, ordinary joys. I'm such a, I'm such a lover of um like gratitude and gratitude lists and things like that. And it comes back, like this is neurology. It comes back to like that part of our brain that as soon as you tell it to look for something, it's going to look for more of it. And the, I use a really great analogy when I go into schools around these with teenagers that our mind operates like a Google search engine, right? So if I'm to open up my laptop or my phone and I get Google up and I type in puppies, what do I get back? Puppies. I get images of puppies, articles about puppies, 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 puppies. That's what I ask Google for. That's what it gives me. So our mind is exactly the same. So mm. if I'm, and it's like that game you play in a road trip. I did like growing up where it's like, uh, it changes teams. You count the cars and it changes teams when you see a yellow car or like whatever it is. So it's like, your brain will find whatever it is that you tell it to. Like if I say on this podcast, I want everybody to pay attention to the amount of red hats they see this week. You'll see red hats everywhere. Yeah. If you're buying a new car, you buy that car and then everybody's got that fucking car. And you're like, I haven't seen this car. Ever, and now (laughs) every person has it. It's because you've, like, your brain's looking for it now. So if you map this across to feeling positive and feeling excited. And I talk a lot about this in regards to body image and um, body positivity. If you Mm -hmm. wake up in the morning and you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, oh, you're ugly, you're fat, you're worthless, all these horrible things that's so easy to do, right? If you wake up and you say those things to yourself, you're literally typing that into your Google, like, mindset and saying, tell me every time. And then all of a sudden you're walking down the street and you remember going into a particular store where you tried on a pair of jeans and you couldn't do them up. Or you walk past and you see a bikini in a shop front window. And it reminds you of the time when you wore a bikini on your to your swimming carnival in high school and somebody called you fat. Like you're literally asking your brain to go through that filing cabinet and pull out every single memory to reinforce those thoughts that you put in as soon as you woke up. So I want to challenge you, wake up in the morning and tell yourself how incredible you are. And watch your brain conspire to prove that right.
0: Fuck yeah. So great. The unconscious mind, one of the biggest learnings that I've taken away is that the unconscious mind does not process negatives. So everything that everything you say to yourself is what it is. It's a it's just words, right? So I am ugly. Okay, we're ugly today. All yeah. day we're ugly. You know, there's no I am ugly, but I'm also really beautiful and I have these great qualities. It's just I am ugly. Do you know what I mean? So I love that um you just put that in that way
1: (laughs) metaphorically speaking with the filing
0: and the google i love that because that (laughs) will land for so many other people um because the way that i have explained it is you know it it just takes everything personally everything literally so if you're going to talk if you're going to speak to yourself make it nice or say nothing at all like my mum always said if you can't say anything nice don't speak so that's just my (laughs) mantra for self-talk moving forward because i know if i say those things that is how the rest of my day is going to turn out i will be ugly i will feel crappy I will judge myself and then I'll judge other people and I'll continue to project and all these feelings will come up. I'll feel unmotivated and unsuccessful. And then it's a day that's been wasted Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. life is too short and we need to be fucking excited. And if we're not excited, we're at least happy and content at the minimum. And like, yeah,
1: and the easiest way, and like we know, this, I'm sure you've spoken about it on the podcast before, easiest way to change your mental state, change your physical state. Put a song on, you're not going to want to dance. Like that's going to be the last fucking thing you want to do. Force yourself. Force yeah. yourself to get those hips moving, get a bit of boogie happening. And <laughs> before you know it, you are slut dropping it and having the fucking wow of a time. And your mental state yeah. has changed as well. And uh-huh. it's, yeah, it's just like a surefire. It's such a life hack. Get a good mm. banging song, banging playlist that you're all right, like we're snapping out of it playlist. And I'm such an advocate for feeling the feels right. Mm. Every emotion needs to be felt and you need to express absolutely. You also need to have the, I guess, capacity to choose when you do that. Mm. And everybody knows when they've hit their pity party threshold. It's like, yep, throw yourself the pity party. We all know when we're stretching it. Like, you know, in yourself when you're like, all right, I really need to fucking pull myself out of this now. That's when you put that playlist on and you're like, all right, like we're back. We're on. Let's
0: go. Yes, absolutely. Karaoke Katie coming to you. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been absolutely fabulous having you on here. You're a gem and I adore you. And I can't wait to collaborate in the future with all the things, all the more things coming up, I am sure.
1: Absolutely. I've loved being on. As always, great to catch up. Yay.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of Inside Out. I really want to grow in this space and make sure these stories and experiences are heard. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Please leave me a review and hit subscribe to ensure you don't miss our next conversation. Please also join me on Instagram and let me know what you thought about this episode at Inside Out with Chris. I can't wait to share more with you really soon.